Welcome to the Holistic Hotties Podcast. I'm your host, Kat Mansfield, and I'm on a mission to help you feel good naked. Not just with your clothes off, but with your masks off. Completely you, completely naked. I want to help you fall so in love with yourself that you can't help but feel good naked. I'm a certified holistic health coach, meditation teacher, and yoga teacher traveling around the world to further satiate a curiosity for all things healing and true. Feeling good naked is so much more than eating healthily, the bubble baths, and the spa days. It's that deep sense of security, that deep sense of safety in your own body. Here, we're going to talk about how to overcome the roadblocks, the mindsets, the beliefs, and the self-imposed limitations that are keeping you from embodying the most radiant, holistically hot version of you. By pressing play, you're one step closer to feeling good naked. Let's do this. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Holistic Hotties. I am so glad you're here. I hope everybody's had a wonderful weekend. I leave tomorrow to go home for Christmas back to Santa Fe, New Mexico, and I'm super excited. My brother's going to be home. Shout out to my brother, McLean. (laughs) And yeah, it's going to be just a sweet, wholesome holiday. And I'm so freaking excited, but I'm also excited for today's episode. (laughs) So today we're talking about ayahuasca and my two ceremonies that I did. I did a poll last week and I asked what everybody wanted to hear about. And the two options were toxic positivity or my ayahuasca ceremonies. In hindsight, stupid question, because obviously everybody's more interested in my plant medicine experience than toxic positivity. (laughs) But when I posted, I was like, those are both really good options. (laughs) So today you have all spoken and we are going to talk about my ayahuasca journeys. Where do I even begin? I haven't spoken to too many people about my journeys or ceremonies, but I reckon it makes the most sense to do it the first time on a podcast. (laughs) So I did my yoga training back in February and I did it in the Sacred Valley of Peru. So about an hour outside of Cusco, the Sacred Valley is, well, just that, a Sacred Valley. There's five little cities in it and it's absolutely mind-boggling how beautiful and sacred this land is. However, (laughs) I digress. So after 22 days of intensive essentially cleansing of mind, body, soul, eating, you know, the cleanest I've ever eaten, strictly vegan, strictly local, meditating multiple times a day, practicing yoga for hours on end, spending time in nature, journaling every single day, hiking to waterfalls, doing cacao leaf readings, you know, like I was just really steeping in this transformative time for myself. And I knew prior to going to Peru that ayahuasca was something that I was being called to do. It's always been something I was curious about, but the opportunity never presented itself and it was not something that I ever felt inclined to seek out on my own. So in this situation, knowing that I was going to Peru, I had begun to just play with the idea of what it would be like to do ayahuasca. And really just get still and honestly assess whether or not it was something that I felt ready to do. Take time to discern the reasons that I wanted to do it. And 
kind of just plant the seed of if I'm going to do it, the opportunity is going to present itself while I'm there. I'm going to speak my intention. I'm going to talk about it. I'm going to, you know, see if there's a way to make it happen. But if I'm ready and if it's time for this experience, then it will happen. It will unfold. So going to Peru, I knew was a possibility that it was something I would experience and I was extremely open to it. And here, I kind of want to talk about what I looked at in those moments of getting still and figuring out if I was ready, if I was truly in a space where I was able to metabolize an experience like this. Because I think this is really important. A lot of people talk about doing ayahuasca and a lot of people go into an experience like ayahuasca with absolutely zero tools at their disposal after the experience. Like they have no practice, they have no meditation practice or yoga practice or mindfulness practice, however that looks for you, whatever that is for you. Journaling, creating music, something that bring, makes you present, allows you to go inside, allows you to drop in to the present moment, get into flow state, lose track of time, truly sit in stillness in the presence. So people who don't have any tools to regulate their emotions in the moment, to detach from their thoughts and narratives in the moment and simply observe. If you don't have any tools that help you do that, then A, being within an experience like that becomes exponentially more frightening. And B, the integration process after your experience is much more difficult and much more painful. So when people ask me whether or not they should do ayahuasca, I have a lot of follow-up questions because I'm like, well, definitely a thousand percent everybody should do it in their in their lives. Like every single person should do it. However, where are you on your journey? What practices do you have in place that help you move through emotions, that help you compassionately abide by whatever you're experiencing in this moment? Because if there's nothing in place, I would say let's do that first before moving to ayahuasca. Like I think I want people come at ayahuasca as if it's the, you know, pill to enlightenment or as if it's going to just cleanse you and purge you of all of, you know, the darkness and suffering and uneasiness that exists inside of us as humans from our lifetime of experiences so far. But it's not going to do that. Like it's not this spiritual detox pill. It's something so much richer and deeper and more complex than that. So the aftermath requires tools. So that being said, when I was thinking about perhaps participating in an ayahuasca ceremony, I knew I was ready because at this point in my journey, I know I can handle anything I experience in my mind or my body sensation-wise. At this point in my journey, I know how to notice and observe when my body or mind are spiraling and I have tools in place to metabolize those sensations and those energies in the moment. So I knew that despite whatever occurred during my journey, I'd be okay. Like I'd feel safe in my body and I'd feel safe in my mind because I know whatever I think or see or feel during that experience is not me. It's what I 
am experiencing, I get to hold myself and be safe throughout that entire experience. And I just knew that despite being in an altered state from, you know, this plant medicine, I just knew I'd always have that. I'd always have myself. I'd always like be able to, you know, fall into the safety net of me. Like that's just the only way I can visualize it. It's like when you fall off the trapeze, like I'm falling, but I'm also the safety net. I've got me. And so I knew going into a ceremony that I'd be okay. And it was just this feeling of peace knowing like I'd be okay. So that's how I knew I was ready. Anywho, (laughs) if you're not there and that's okay, like that is more than okay. We are all at a different space on our journey. So I think that's one of the most important things to address before embarking on an ayahuasca journey. That being said, let's get into the juicy details of ayahuasca. It is unbelievable. So I might be the outlier in a lot of the other stories you've heard about ayahuasca. And I attribute everything I just spoke about, me having my practices and feeling really grounded and rooted in those, I attribute my experience to that because I had the most beautiful, expansive, just heart-opening experience. I think of like anybody I've heard of, to be honest, (laughs) definitely of anybody that I, I did it with in terms of like how my physical body felt. So, okay. After my yoga training, so I'd been in this 25 day intensive, 200 hour certification for vinyasa and hatha. And we were at this beautiful retreat center with this shala where we used to practice yoga every morning at sunrise. And the ceiling is all glass. Above it are these lush, gigantic mountains. Like I will never forget the silhouette of these mountains against the sky in Peru. It was just, oof, Pachamama there is, you know, blows my mind. So we conducted both ceremonies. I did two ceremonies back to back, two days in a row, two nights in a row. We conducted the ceremonies in the shala. There were seven of us, I believe, all from my training. And then there were four people who held space for and guided the ceremony. And they played the most beautiful music that would transport you, like literally transport you to a different realm as you're on this journey. So I went in, I was quite nervous. I was, you know, there are very few things that create that butterfly, like bubbly feeling in my lower belly. There've been few times where I feel it. One of them was scuba diving in Barbados because, (laughs) well, they just had us like watch a 20 minute video and then like strap a tank of oxygen onto me and they're like, go ahead, dive. And I was like, I'm sorry what? (laughs) I didn't even watch that video. Yo, I was talking to my friends anyway. So I was really scared at that point. I felt it in my lower belly then, but this was another time (laughs) and there've been very few. And so we're walking into the shala to start the first ceremony on the first night. And I kind of just got still, I stopped in my tracks, took a moment to myself and set the intention of just whatever needs to come through tonight, come through. (laughs) I'm open. I'm ready. I have no idea what to expect, but like, let's do it. And I like a lot of other people have heard a lot of stories about other people's journeys. And, you know, there's a lot of pooping, there's a lot of puking, there's a lot of gagging and just like pain in the physical body that people tend to report. And, you know, I like went in 
very much not looking forward to that, obviously, but I was like, okay, it's a part of it. It's a part of it. Like I am here. I am ready. Let's do this. So I go in and I'm fully expecting, you know, to be pooping and puking perhaps at the same time. I don't know. I settle into my first dose. We're laying down. We all have our mattresses. We're in a semicircle around the four people who are guiding and playing music. And we're all dressed in white. And we get into our ceremony and we have our first dose. And we're lying there watching the sun go down from the glass ceiling as my first dose of ayahuasca begins to hit. And I'll never forget that first feeling of it. Because I was just like you know, a little bit reclined on my mattress, listening to them, starting to play the music. The sun's going down. There's a sunset over the mountains. And I'm just starting to feel a little bit tipsy. Like I just had the best cocktail (laughs) and just a little bit kind of like, all right, freaking sick beats. This is great. (laughs) And I just remember thinking that like, oh, fun. And for me, it was kind of a slow come on. It was a slow embrace for me. But then once it hits, it hits. And well, first of all, you can kind of tell because everybody around you or around me started to puke. (laughs) And I was like, okay, it's hitting. (laughs) It's a matter of time now. And then, you know, I kind of just settled in. And the first night I had just the most profound experience of existing outside of my body. It was so clear that I was a soul and I was just simply existing as my soul. I was light and I was at one point just this diamond that expanded into infinity in all directions. And I was purple or the diamond was purple and it just expanded into a realm and into a depth that I'd never experienced before, ever. And then I spent hours in this state of experiencing complete oneness of everything, which was just unconditional love. And the way that feels in your body is just euphoric. It's like honey is dripping through my veins. It's just warmth, all consuming warmth and tingling and heaven. It's just, it's heaven. Yeah. I guess that's the only way I can really describe it in earth words. So that was my first experience. My body felt great. (laughs) I didn't have any discomfort. I didn't puke. I didn't poop. I burped, I think like one or two times. And honestly, like I didn't even think it tasted bad. I thought it tasted like salad dressing. The first few doses, I was like, freaking let's shoot this stuff. It's great. So yeah, I guess towards the end of the first night, I definitely started feeling a little bit, you know, of a stomach ache, but just a little bit. And the way it works is you go through the ceremony and we came up for one dose and then a little bit of time passes. You're welcome to take a second dose. Everybody lines up and then you go back to your mattress and you kind of go into these different chapters of your journey. So like in between dosages, you experience just something completely different. It's like you're lucid, you are there, you're 100% present, you remember everything, but at the same time, you have no control over what comes in and what you experience as a body or spirit, like these emotions and these energies just move through you when these visions come in and you, and so I just laid there and meditated in all of it. And I would lay back and just meditate and then allow what came in to come in and let myself feel exactly what it was. And it was 
powerful. It was powerful. So that was my first night. <laughs> and then the second night, you know, your body just feels because you're not really meant to be eating. So you're not really eating much for the days that you're doing it because the food can react with the plant medicine. And so, you know, you don't have much food in your system. The ceremonies go pretty late into the evening slash morning. So, you know, you're tired. You just experienced a lot of energy and emotion. So second day I was like, okay, I can do this. Let's do this. Bring it on. (laughs) And I was like, but there's no way it's going to go as smoothly as the night before. There's no way. Like everyone around me was puking and pooping and literally both at the same time. And so I was like, there's no way I'm going to get this whatever, quote unquote, lucky again. But I go in and take the first dose. It's definitely not tasting as good this day, but I'm doing it. And yeah, you know what happened again? (laughs) I had the most amazing experience. This one was completely different. And this night I was just extremely connected to my ancestors. I essentially relived my soul coming into my body, like as a merging of pieces of my dad's soul and pieces of my mom's soul and the amount of love that it took to create me and me coming in and choosing them as my parents, as my guardians. It was a really wild, beautiful experience. I was crying and that's a beautiful part of this experience. Like I mentioned, you don't have a lot, you don't have control over what you're experiencing really like emotionally, spiritually sensations in your body. So when you have the urge to cry, you are purging, you are healing a lot of these memories and a lot of these experiences. So for me, I had a lot of connection to my ancestors. I felt the soul of my grandma who has passed on my dad's side with me. And then I felt the soul of my grandma on my mom's side with me. And when I say I feel them with me, it's like I can feel their touch. I can feel what it felt like to be near them. And I can feel them with me. It's just as simple as that. It's like they were there. They were with me. They were holding me in this experience, in this space. And so my second night was very emotionally draining. I cried for hours. I relived a lot of different experiences from childhood even more recent experiences traveling. And I healed a lot of those. I felt those emotions so deeply and I relived them because essentially what I experienced in my ayahuasca ceremonies was oneness, was this presence and dropping into the quantum of like, everything is now, everything is now. We exist not in a horizontal timeline, but in a infinite sphere. So everything that has happened is happening and will happening is all now. And that's a topic for like another podcast because that's some like, you know, deep shit about the divine matrix that I'm reading right now. But that's essentially what those experiences offered me. It was the gift of oneness, the gift of experiencing myself with a capital S as pureness, as pure consciousness, as infinite. And to be able to touch on that feeling, even now, like in meditations, or just if I'm taking a moment to pause 
and like come into groundedness. I'll remember that feeling. I'll remember what it felt like to be marinating in that love, in that oneness, in that consciousness. But I will tell you, by the end of my second ceremony, I was like, I'm so good not doing ayahuasca for like a very long time because it is intense. Physically, I was drained. Emotionally, I was drained. And my integration process was also intense. Like I went back to Cusco the following day after my second ceremony, which is by no means a big city, but obviously has more people than living in the Sacred Valley. Being back in the city center, also the first day I got back from my ceremony is there was this huge parade going on in the center of Cusco. I can't remember what it is, but it's like a weekend festivity. And what they do is they run around the streets and people spray each other with foam and throw water balloons at each other. And it's like this whole party in the square and goes throughout the streets, right? And so we come back into town, everybody's spraying everybody with silly putty. And normally I'd be like, heck yeah, that's so fun and silly. Like, let's go get amongst it. But I was exhausted from these two ceremonies and trekking around town with like this huge backpack, like literally the size of my body. And, you know, it was just really not in the mood to be like sprayed with silly putty. Like I just did not have the emotional bandwidth to handle being sprayed or, or like getting drenched from water balloons. So as you can imagine, that's exactly what happens. <laughs> I got back to the city and I checked into like where I was staying. And then I was like, I just need to go grab some food grab something to eat. And the only way to get there was like through the square. But I was determined to just kind of like beeline it, walk with conviction and just avoid all the stuff that did not happen. <laughs> I got literally chased into an alley by a like group of teenage boys who just started like pelleting me with water balloons. And, you know, I don't think it helped that I was like kind of running away because then they're like encouraged and now it's a game. And I was like, damn it. And so anyway, I basically was just like soaking wet from these water balloons. And I just remember crouching down in that alley and like crying because I just didn't have the bandwidth. I was like, oh my gosh, I can't deal with this right now. And so that's some like traveling fun for you. That is some type two fun. I recently learned, learned that term. So anyway, the integration process is gnarly. Like Again, and peoples are different. I just listened to a podcast where somebody said that their integration was amazing. They felt like they were on cloud nine, like euphoric for the whole week following. Yeah, that wasn't my experience. I felt quite depleted and like I needed to isolate and be more hermetic and reflect on my experience. So I did a five-day backpacking trip after <laughs> so that I could spend a lot of time alone hiking and, you know, being in nature for hours on end with just my thoughts. And that was a good way for me to integrate. I think everybody integrates differently and needs different things, but that's what I needed. I hope this was a riveting podcast about ayahuasca. I know it's an interesting topic to a lot of people, including myself. And I can talk for a lot longer about this, but I'm trying to keep these I've never gone this long, so I want to keep them, you know, shorter than this. But this is an exception because people are popping off about ayahuasca. I hope everybody enjoyed this episode. Um, it's a lighter one, anecdotal, gives you a little insight into my journey, into my experiences, and maybe is expansive for you in knowing that, you know what, you can do ayahuasca without pooping and puking. Yeah. 
So have a wonderful rest of your day, everybody. Have a wonderful week leading up to Christmas. And we will talk next week. Talk to you then. Bye-bye.